0: yes people how are we all doing i hope everyone's doing well welcome back to process a podcast with myself brendan pearson so another little solo episode today so as we always do is a little bit of tradition for the solo podcast oh he's messed it up straight away here well that failed miserably but never mind we're back on. So, little solo podcast today. We're going to be talking a little bit about the gyms reopening. So, hopefully, the gyms won't be opening. Well, they will be opening pretty soon. Won't be too long until we're back in them. So, I'm recording this podcast on the 29th of June. So, we heard the announcement last week that the gyms were going to be opening on the 6th of July. So, We don't know when they're going to open by the time this podcast is out. Maybe they have opened, maybe they haven't, so we'll see. So just talking a little bit about, first of all, structure. Also the things that we're going to have to face in terms of difficulties, maybe with time, maybe with limited equipment. We don't know what the setup's going to be like when we have to go into gyms. We might have to wash our hands every five minutes, we don't know. So just talking a little bit about what to do when it comes to gyms reopening. So everybody's dying to get under the heavy weights lift some heavy weights throw them around the gym because most people have been stuck with resistance bands body weight maybe some pull-ups and maybe some very light dumbbells if you're lucky so everyone obviously wants to start lifting heavy weight so the one thing i don't want everybody doing is going straight in the gym and absolutely destroying themselves straight away so you've got to be smart with your training especially when you haven't been lifting heavy for such a long period of time so The best thing in terms of what I would say is to keep your intensity and your volume quite low but try and keep your frequency so the times that you go into the gym quite high. So in terms of the training, maybe a full body split might be a good way to start off with, maybe aiming to go in for maybe five days a week, trying to hit almost every single muscle group in a session. I wouldn't say every, maybe one day you might focus on uh chest back and maybe some squats for your legs or something like that and the next day it might be a a deadlift and then some shoulders and maybe some arms and core something like that and kind of alternate between them two just because if we go into one session straight away for example the typical monday chest day if we go in and we're hitting heavy bench dumbbell bench press flies everything you can think of in one session we are not going to be able to recover properly from that volume, so we're going to be very, very sore for the next few days, and it's probably going to be another week by the time that you're going to be able to actually train that body part again. Also, there's a lot of research studies out now saying having more frequent training, so maybe training a muscle group three up to four times a week is actually a lot more beneficial, which is why you've probably seen a lot more people training full-body um, full body routines rather than your typical bro splits, chest and tries back and buys then legs, and having just one day a week. So I would definitely recommend trying to hit muscle groups at least two, if not three times per week. So like I said before, starting off with lighter volumes, lighter intensity, sorry, lower intensity. So not pushing yourself as close to failure, but maybe starting at, say, an 8 out of 10 RPE. And probably maintaining that for a little bit. And over time you can kind of push closer and closer to feel That again will help your recovery, help your body adapt to this heavy, heavy weight, this new stimulus, because your body isn't used to that stimulus. It's been it's been dealing with lighter loads, maybe some higher rep stuff for a long period of time. So the way that I would start off with is have your reps maybe between the 10 to 15 uh, rep range. And if you are gonna do any heavy, heavier lifting, like between one to five reps, I would keep the the intensity pretty low so stay a little bit further away from failure so for example if you want to do a five by five typical strength um routine what I would do is rather than start on i'd say the recommended 85 percent maybe dropping back maybe one or two kilograms just to be safe just to kind of get used to that heavy heavy lifting get used to the mechanics of the exercise as well because you haven't been doing these exercises that well yes you might have been doing your push-ups you might have been doing your your single leg squats but you haven't been doing it with heavy load and in the same the same pattern as you do with your bench press your deadlifts your squats all that sort of stuff so just to get used to the exercise again drop the load back get your technique spot on and then as the weeks progress slowly increase the percentages of how heavy you're lifting so for example like i said if you're doing some heavy lifting like a five by five first week you might go 80 percent of your one rep max the next week you might stick another two and a half either side so i might go to 85% And then you're just going to literally just add little percentages each time until obviously you get to the point where you are pushing quite close to failure. And then in terms of the rest of your training, aiming between that 10 and 15 rep range to start with, which is going to feel heavy because you haven't lifted those weights before. uh, Obviously for about, what it been now, 12 weeks. So you haven't lifted that sort of weight for that long. Starting there, build your technique up again. Start with lower intensity and over the weeks progress closer and closer to failure. So you might do a 10 to 15 rep range block for four to four six weeks. Then you can drop down into the more 8 to 10 rep range. And then as the weeks and the months progress, then you're getting into your heavier lifting. So that's, that's how I like to periodize my training anyway. So the best way to probably do it is have different blocks of different rep ranges. So 10 to 15 rep range for a month or two. Then you go into your lower rep ranges. Eight, eight or ten maybe and then for the last spot you go quite heavy between six and eight reps so that's a nice little way that you can split your training up and also get you adapted to lifting heavier weights again but if you are focusing on the strength training working on percentages is a good way to kind of control your volume and don't get yourself carried away so it's not just about the muscle soreness that we're worried about when we're going back into the gyms and trying to train too hard too soon it's also about avoiding injuries. So our body will not be used to lifting these heavy weights. Again, the technique might not be spot on. So slowly increasing the weights over time will help us avoid any muscle injuries, any joint injuries. Like I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people are coming back with patella tendonitis, uh, joint issues, elbow uh, tendonitis, just because they're not used to lifting that heavy weight. So making sure that you're warming up properly and stuff can obviously help it as well. But just progress your lifts, progress your intensity Slowly over time, so I feel one part of one good thing for us personal trainers is that a lot of people probably are going to be looking down that avenue, which I think is a good idea, especially when people do do not maybe have the the knowledge when they come back into the gym to maybe periodize a program and progress it over time, and they maybe just go straight in there and have themselves, or maybe don't do enough to get that stimulus that actually grow progress depending on what your goal is so i think personal trainers will be very very important in the next few months after lockdown and uh, not just in terms of providing knowledge but also helping a lot of people who maybe have to say the covid fat people a lot of people have put on a little bit of weight over over covid maybe because they're not as active they're not getting out as much obviously the gym's being shut they might have lost motivation so we as personal trainers need to kind of help as many people as possible and give them the right knowledge. Now, I know there's a lot of PTs out there who maybe don't have the exact knowledge in terms of progressing programs, knowing what's right for certain people, especially when we're coming back out of a phase where we haven't done either a lot of training at all, or if I have, it's been lighter training. Maybe one or two of us have been lucky enough to have um, a squat rack with some barbells or had access to that at at any point, maybe through outdoor PT. So a lot of people won't have had that. So having the right knowledge to understand that these people can't just go straight underneath the bar for a squat and try and do a five rep max straight away because they'll end up injuring themselves or if not, the technique will be all over the place. So find a PT or anybody who you look up to in terms of advice uh, about fitness, about training. Go to them, even just have a chat with them, just say, look, can I have a little bit of help with that? If you go down the route of personal training, if you go down the route of online coaching or programming, which is something that's getting a lot bigger and bigger in the industry rather than just the one-to-one side because people don't really like that one-to-one interaction having someone staring over them for a 60-minute session. So the online coaching route could be a good route for you. Go and get a good program that's periodized over time. And then that'll that'll stop you from getting sore. That'll get you kind of, keep you progressing for longer rather than hitting a, a point where you might be over fatigued because the volume was too high to start. So you might have to deload really early on and you might be too tired to actually continue progressing. So like I said, PTs will come in handy. We just need to find the right ones to help you in your specific goals, which is the next point, which is think about your training, in terms of your specific goals, especially if you're in a a, a, specific, a specific sport, get that one out. Specific sport, your training must, in my training in the gym, must then transfer over to the field. So I know, obviously, sports are completely messed up at the minute as well. I know football's probably realistically not going to start until September, maybe October. We don't really know. So now's a good time, especially when the gym's open. To put in some good off-season work, some heavy lifting, try and build some muscle and also work on the aspects of your training. Whether it be fitness, whether it be speed, agility or injury prevention if you've had a lot of injuries. Doing the right things in the gym. So when it comes to the time where you're back in the your off sport, you're flying, you're the fittest you've ever been and you're not going to get injured. So thinking about that and not just doing stereotypical bodybuilding splits to get massive and you go back to training and you feel a bit stiff, and you, you can't move the same way, because you've got that extra maybe five kilograms of muscle, your muscles are tighter, you can't move the same way that you used to, so think about that, but in terms of general population, if you're focusing on muscle building, if you're focusing on fat loss, make sure that you've got a program in place that is going to be specific to you, so it's no point giving someone who is maybe a little bit older, and wants to just lose a little bit of body fat, Get fit, feel good. There's no point giving them like uh, a five by five powerlifting program. It's not going to benefit. Well, it might benefit them in some way. Like they they might enjoy it if that's what they enjoy. Perfect. But realistically, it's not going to be beneficial. And it's also the risk to reward ratio isn't going to be as great. So the risk of Jenny, who's 15 and got five kids, five kids, that's a lot of kids. But Anyway, that was a bad example, but there's no point giving her a ridiculously heavy powerlifting style program where all she wants to do is lose a little bit of body fat and feel good. Like The exercises, the training and everything needs to be specific to your individual needs, uh, your experience in the gym. How often you're actually going to be able to get to the gym, because some people are working a lot and they might only be able to get to the gym maybe two or three times a week. So you've got to try and adapt the program to them. So Again, that comes down to getting the right personal trainer and help you again, but we'll move on to that. To the next point, which is going to be one of the interesting ones is we don't know what the setup in gyms is actually going to be like. So we don't know if we're going to have a time limit. I think my gym that I'm at, I think they're setting a time limit to one hour per person just to try and obviously get as many people in the gym as as they can but also limiting the number amount of people in the gym at the same time so it's gonna be a bit of a nightmare if you only have an hour to train. because I know myself I like to warm up quite a bit like my warm-ups are like half an hour maybe due to previous injuries and I just like to get my body feeling good before I go and start lifting some weight so having an hour to do your session you need to be smart about your training so this comes down to what exercise you're going to be doing what train split again, maybe you might want to put in some supersets, some rest pauses, um, or dog crap training, which I'll touch on in a second. You've got to think about all these little things that we that we might have to play around with when the gym's open. So if you're short on time, you wanna try and make your workouts as effective and as fluid as possible without a lot of rest periods in between because you want to get a lot of stuff done. So we might have to add in things like supersets, rest pauses or dog crap training. So pretty much for people who don't know what dog crap training is, you literally do one set, for example, 15 reps of something. You rest uh, at least probably 10 seconds if that. Rest 10 seconds and then you go straight again and get as many reps as you can to failure. Rest again 10 seconds and then do your reps again. So it's just great to do if you've, if you are short on time because you are pretty much getting an extra set in within what 10 seconds uh, you're still getting that stimulus close to fatigue so you, your body is still going to be trying to work hard and adapt to that stimulus so the likes of Alberto Nunez are big on this if you're short on time and I think there's a lot of studies out there that are saying the benefits to it are actually pretty similar to just doing normal sets because you are you're having that limited rest period and you're almost at that, that latter end of your set so maybe like the last three reps of your set are actually the ones that are beneficial, that's what they say. and uh, They call it effective reps. So you are pretty much straight into that effective reps area and you just, you, you're just pushing yourself to failure straight away. So you can get three or four sets in, in the space of maybe, I don't know, a minute, two minutes tops. So that's a little thing that you could do. Obviously, super setting exercises back and forth. That limits your time because obviously you're limiting the time that you would be resting between individual uh, exercises and you're just pairing them together so good supersets that you can do are antagonistic ones which would be for example bicep curls with tricep extensions because they are working opposite um, opposite movements and the biceps will not interfere with the tricep exercise the tricep exercise won't interfere with the bicep exercise so other examples could be chest and back doing Dumbbell bench press with single arm dumbbell row, which is the one that I quite like to do because there, again, you can just use the dumbbells that you've done from the bench press onto the single arm row. So that saves a little bit of time in terms of that. Uh, And another example would be leg extension with seated hamstring curl or lying hamstring curl, whichever hamstring curl you have. Because again, when the quads contract, the hamstring relaxes. When the hamstrings contract, the quads relaxes. So it's a good way to just make the most of your time if you've only got an hour in the gym, you want it to be as efficient as possible. So another thing you could do is also cut down your rest period. So it might not be as beneficial if you're trying to lift as heavy weight as possible. Obviously, we know if you're resting at least two minutes plus, is gonna be the most beneficial way to progress and lift as heavy as possible because the main thing we are focusing on in the gym is progressive overload. So being able to lift heavier weight over time And if we can lift the heaviest weight possible in the gym, rather than resting a little bit less and being a bit more fatigued going into a set, then that's gonna be beneficial. However, when it comes to dropping down your rest periods, you do increase a thing called metabolic fatigue. So this is just the buildup of lactic acid in the muscles which is, again, going to create a lot of muscle damage as well. So if you think about it, if you're already resting 45 seconds, maybe a minute in between sets, you're going to be doing your set, getting the blood pumped in the muscle, resting, and then going again, and there's going to be even more blood pumped around the muscle. Um, the m- muscle is going to be highly fatigued because you're not having that much time to let it recover. So it's just going to build up lactic acid, and that's going to create a lot of muscle damage, which will probably make you quite sore the next day doesn't necessarily mean that it's beneficial uh, for you in terms of building strength. But in terms of hypertrophy, it has been shown to be quite beneficial. So if that's your goal, it might work well for you. If you are focusing on strength training, I would still recommend trying to rest a little bit longer. If you are really short on time though, something that I've been doing on my heavier days is I do my normal heavy lifting, resting again about three minutes in between sets. And then I go into a little EMOM. So I've been doing a little five by five Emon at the minute. So for example, it might be deadlifts. I've done my normal deadlifts. I go on to a little five by five EMOM. So I do every minute, I do five reps of, for example, deadlifts, do my five reps of deadlifts. Whatever time I have left in that minute from finishing my set, that'll be my rest period. And then I jump straight into another set. So, it, is, it's, it almost feels like a little bit of cardio, but you're still getting a heavy weight lifting stimulus because you are still quite like, pushing quite hard. And when by the time it gets to that fifth minute, so that final set, you are hitting pretty close to failure. So the first set might feel easy, and then each set feels a little bit harder, a little bit tougher. So you're still working that lower rep range, which is what you want. You want to stay in the rep range that you are focusing on. But obviously because of the reduced amount of rest, the build-up of fatigue is going to be a little bit higher. So you're not going to be able to lift as much, but it's still a little beneficial way. So cutting down your rest period times could be a way of getting a lot done. However, like I said, if you are focusing on trying to get stronger, ideally uh, rest a little bit longer, maybe adding a few supersets if you want to work different things. So supersets that also work, which I like to do sometimes, is an upper body and lower body superset. Try and make these supersets so that each exercise isn't going to affect the next one. So for example, if I was doing deadlifts and then jumping into pull-ups, that might not be such a good idea because one, your back's fatigued, your grip's fatigued, your biceps' fatigued, going into them pull-ups. So maybe do something like uh, squat into pull-ups, which might not be as bad, but again, there's still going to be a little bit of carryover. So something that would be ideal would be something like a leg press going into well a pull up that would be perfect because you're not going to really use any any sort of back muscles when you're doing a leg press it's not going to affect you too much so doing that would be a good way in terms of compound stuff uh bench press going into seated hamstring curl would be an example as well there's not going to be that much carryover in terms of that Again, there might be a little bit of uh, fatigue there, but not a lot. So, trying to think about stuff like that that you can kind of chop and change. But in terms of your big compound movements, like your deadlifts and your squat, there will be a little bit of carryover between exercises. But you you could still superset them, like a deadlift with a, a dumbbell bench press or something like that. Wouldn't be too bad. So just be smart about your training in terms of that as well. There might be limited equipment in the gym as well. So I know the gym that I'm at, they, before lockdown they shut off every other machine in the gym. So there was obviously some machines that were completely out of use and trying to get a machine when there's half the amount of equipment isn't going to be ideal. So maybe using a lot of dumbbell variations, a lot of um, barbell variations, even adding in some weighted um, bodyweight exercises could be a way that you might have to go rather than use using machines so i'm a big believer in using your standard dumbbell body weight barbell exercises a lot more over traditional machines because it's a lot more functional getting used to using your own body weight and controlling it that way without the stability of being in a machine is a lot more beneficial especially for athletes or anybody who plays a sport so if you if you can try and put majority of your work into those quote-unquote functional exercises. Unless, of course, you're focusing more bodybuilding Where machines can be very, very beneficial with the way they've set them up these days. But in terms of lockdown, you might have to stick to things like, instead of leg press, go on to some split squats, some rear foot elevated split squats. Uh, in terms of uh, body-wise, instead of doing lat pull-down, work on your pull-ups if you need to stick a band on there stick a band on there if you need to just focus on eccentric reps do that inverted rows are a great back exercise as well for shoulders lateral raises great exercise to do lateral raises even if there's no dumbbells left just grab a five kilogram ten kilogram plate and use them anything you can find kettlebells kettlebells are a great variation to use um chest obviously bench press dumbbell bench press incline dumbbell bench press if you need to as well dumbbell chest flies rather than using the cables if they're, if they're taken so just adapting to, to whatever you have available obviously at the time so someone might be taking your equipment that you've got wrote down on your program for example cables just just change it because you can't really sit and wait around for someone to finish their machine when you've only got a, a limited amount of time. So just always be adaptable. And like I said before, you might have to go to a full body split just to try and get everything in at once. So even if you do go to the gym five days a week, you might just have to split your training up in a full body style just to try and get that frequency in. So you might only be able to get maybe three sets of each body part per per time you go into the gym, so each routine. But if you're hitting it frequent enough, you're still going to get more of a stimulus rather than just going in and smashing one body part. So good way to think about this is if you're doing the traditional bodybuilding split, if you've got 20 sets of an exercise, for example, chest, and you're going in the gym and doing 20 sets of chest, by the 15th set, in fact, by the 10th set, you're going to be very fatigued you're not going to be able to lift the same weight as you would if you split those 20 sets up over say three days in a week so you might do two set two days you do seven sets the last day you do six that'll work out pretty well so by the time you get to those later exercises you're going to be fine because you've had at least a day's rest in between so that's a good way to think about it as well it's a good time to adapt your training try different things I know for myself during lockdown I've tried a few full body splits and different different variations and I've quite enjoyed it. I've always been a, a big fan of the push pull legs split and the upper lower split so changing to full body is a good little good good little thing to, to vary your training up, keep it fun, but also try these these more scientifically proven and evidence based approaches. Like the likes of Jeff Nippard have been a big advocate of full body training. I know I've seen Joe Delaney doing a bit of full body training at the minute as well. So do not be afraid of it. Try and be open minded in terms of your training. And try not to just get stuck in the old ways of the old bro splits. Which have been proven not to be as beneficial anymore. So be open minded. So one other little point which I missed out would be. Focusing purely on compound movements and kind of leaving the isolation stuff to maybe down the line. So we've been out of the gym for a long time. We haven't really lifted any heavy weights. So it's probably gonna be pointless us going into the gym, doing a lot of bicep curls doing loads of lateral raises tricep extensions, leg extensions, because well one, we've probably done a lot of kills and stuff with the limited dumbbells that we have, and two the the bang for your buck in terms of time, going into the gym and doing some bicep curls over doing something like a chin up for your biceps or doing something like a squat for your quads. It's gonna be it's gonna be pointless doing anything else. So when you go back into the gym, focus on your big compound movements, so for legs, squatting, lunging, deadlifting, hip thrusts, upper body wise, you want bench press, overhead press, rows, dumbbell rows, uh, chin-ups, there's pretty much all you really need dips as well for the body. So things like this are going to be a lot more time efficient in terms of obviously if we're limited with the amount of time that we have in the gym. But also because we haven't done any compound exercises, these are the things that are going to build muscle overall. So I'm not really a big fan for a lot of people um, prescribing bicep curls and stuff. I don't mind it to do at the end of the workout unless you are purely a bodybuilder. Then obviously you need them as accessories like lateral raises tricep tricep extensions I should say for obvious reasons for kind of building out little little weak areas but for the, for the general population for athletes as well they're probably not as beneficial so I would just focus on the compound lifts build some strength of them and then as time goes and the stronger you get the more muscle you build then you can start adding in some isolation exercises but to start with I don't really see the point, especially when we've been out of the gym, there hasn't been any heavy lifting going on. And you might as well save save the time in the gym and do your bicep curls, your calf raises, all that sort of stuff at home, and save the compound lifts for the gym. So here's another little point that I think you should take forward when the gyms reopen. So just to recap over everything, obviously it's going to be very weird when the gyms reopen. I think another point which I didn't really talk about is to do with you might have to clean down your equipment in between exercises a lot more. So maybe sticking to one set thing will be more beneficial both for time and easier for you. So if you just stick with dumbbell variations on a bench, you can just keep that one bit of equipment to yourself. Rather than going round, right, I'm going to do chest press here, I'm going to do hamstring curl here, I'm going to do squats there, moving around the gym, maybe just sticking to one thing. So on the bench, you could do, obviously, bench press, shoulder press, single arm dumbbell row, some split squats for legs, and then maybe some RDLs. That's it. Dumbbell, that's a full body workout there. Simple, just with dumbbells and a bench. So that's a good little thing that you could do rather than chopping and changing machines. Yeah, so... There's a lot, of, a lot of things that we have to think about when the gyms do open, just to run through absolutely everything, starting from the start when you go in, do not go and kill yourself, do not go in and absolutely destroy yourself the first session, think about the longevity of it, so think about what you're going to be like the next day, you want to be able to come in the gym the next day and be, yes a little bit sore because you've trained but you still want to be firing on all all cylinders, firing on all cylinders I should say, and be able to keep on progressing over time. So start off with a little bit lower intensity. A little bit lighter weight. Again maybe between 10 and 15 reps to start with. Unless of course you're doing strength stuff. Then in that case just start with a lighter or a lower percentage of your one rep max. Rather than going straight in with a 10 out of 10 RPE. Uh, and hitting failure. Which will not help you long term anyway. So starting off with lower intensity. Maybe lighter weight just to avoid soreness and avoid injury. Be open to personal training, be open to talking to coaches, uh, even if it's on Instagram, not never mind the gym, because obviously we don't know how many PTs are going to be allowed in the gym at once. So just go, go and talk to them, uh, ask for a bit of advice. If you get a program off them, great. If you want one to one personal training, even better just to get that guidance to start off with. And then once you've kind of learned that, uh, you've got your program set, you know what you're doing, your technique spot on, then the personal trainer can probably just back off and just work with you in terms of programming rather than the one-to-one side. That'll just help you control your volume, keep yourself accountable and help you progress long-term. And then with the time limit, you obviously got to think about what equipment you want to use, maybe putting things in like supersets, rest pauses or dog crap training, using this style of training just to minimise any rest periods, uh, make the gym sessions flow quite quickly. Another thing I forgot to add as well is I've been using EMOMs quite a bit to keep my session flowing, so I set my timer so I know my rest period is going to be the same each time. It stops me from from procrastinating in the gym, so I might have uh, three sets of 10, bench press, for example. I'll do that maybe every three minutes, maybe every two minutes on the minute if I'm short on time. And that means that I'm not sitting on my phone in between sets, I know that I need to get my set done, I need to rest, and I'm back into my set. And then I'm straight on to the next exercise, warm-up set, and then I'm in. So doing that, maybe just setting a a two-minute timer on your phone, or or anything that you have, you can download the apps. Two-minute timer, keep your exercises flowing, keep your full session flowing, by the time an hours come, you've got so much done. Um, so yeah, back to the point. Be adaptable. Keep your exercises simple. You might have to stick with one piece of equipment. So like I, like I said before, stick with a bench and some dumbbells. And you can make a decent workout with, with that. Then obviously you can chop and change dumbbells for weights. And also be open to full body splits to try and get more frequency in in terms of your, of your training rather than just going into the gym and hitting chest one day, hitting back one day, hitting shoulders one day and legs the other. It's not going to be as beneficial. And if you want to stay a little bit more functional, then full body training is probably the best way to go. Final thing is think about what training you are doing. And is it specific to your goals or specific to your sport if you're an athlete? Make sure the stuff that you're doing in the gym is going to transfer over to the field or transfer over to your goals whether it be fat loss muscle gain or just general health have a little think about all these things make sure you've got someone who's programming a good program for you that is going to actually help you and in terms of athletes now is a great time to get some good weightlifting in some good heavy lifting in to help with speed agility power whatever your goal is and help you stay injury free and stronger for when the season starts well whatever that is so i think that's everything covered i hope i haven't blabbered too much because i do feel like i have the tendency to do these do this in the podcasts um i hope this has helped everybody from when the gyms reopen i'll try and get this out before they do if there's any questions on anything that i've talked about drop me a message on instagram my instagram is at Brendan Fitness. i'll leave it in the show notes if you did enjoy the episode of the podcast or any of the previous podcasts, remember to get subscribed for weekly episodes. I normally upload upload, upload them on Tuesdays. That's my normal day. It might change in, in the future, but Tuesdays is my normal day for uploading. Uh, there's loads of podcasts out already, so if you did enjoy them, get subscribed. Also, a little five-star review if you did really enjoy it and give a little comment about what you thought about the podcast. That would mean a lot to me if you could do that and anything else, again, like I said, Instagram is the best way to contact me, so thank you very much for listening to this full podcast, this has been Process.